it was a great <laughs> idea. We talked about it, knowing that there was some programs out there that were a lot of money, maybe kind of not the atmosphere we were looking for for our kids, mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to get a group of kids that we get to kind of watch grow up as baseball players and as young men. Mm-hmm. Hey, line for line, ain't no comp in this rap neither. Line for line, they keep doing numbers. I gave them the game, trust we live for the summer. Got doctors and artists and athletic speakers. Come learn from my come up, I'm better in peace. I'm in love with the grind, I'm in love with the culture. Do this for the fam, do this for Kenosha. You know I got your Kenosha. If you got the vision, then come a little closer. Let's get it together. Life aligned with the soldiers. I'm in love with the grind, I'm in love with the culture. Do this for the fam. Absolutely. Alrighty then. Just like that, we're back in another special episode of Line for Line podcast. I have two very special gentlemen in the building. Before I let them introduce themselves, I'll tell you guys to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave an interactive comment for me and my guest. Just like that, we'll let these young men introduce themselves. Young is is comical, but my name's Brett DeRoos. Um, I run the Kenosha Nationals uh, baseball program here in town, and uh, Bob is... Yeah, I'll let him introduce himself. <laughs> Bob Shess, I actually uh, help Brett DeRoos coach with the Nationals as well. All right. So we'll always do the cliche thing. Just tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you sure. got started, where you guys from. Sure. Um, I grew up in Antioch, Illinois, so just over the border. I uh, was a wrestler my whole life. My dad was my coach my whole life, So, um, and he used to volunteer and coach all around the country. You would never see him in the summer because he was gone doing that. Bob and I actually met uh, at Little League. Our kids were seven, got put on the same machine pitch team, and kind of knew each other from there. And then um, when our kids were 11, uh, I got asked to coach the 11U national uh, travel team for Little League, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the B team of the travel teams. Um, Bob, his kid was on it, and I asked him, you know, I know Bob was always a great baseball player, and asked him to help me. And that's kind of how we how we started. Um, Eleven and twelve, we coached the little league travel team, and then uh, after that, they were all aged out of little league, looking for a place to play, um, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what we were going to do. Had a cookout at my house. They served me a few too many cocktails, <laughs> and next thing you know, the Nationals was born. They talked me into starting my own program just because we had a great group of kids and a great group of parents that were going to support it. So. Gotcha. And you, sir, just tell us a little bit about your start, your claim to flame. Fame. Um, well, lifelong Kenoshian. Um, like Brett said, my dad was also involved when I was little, but our back then our dads worked a lot more. Mm-hmm. I know my dad wouldn't be available to do what me and Brett do for our kids in terms of being at all the games, practices, and that, therefore. But um, like Brett said, when we started, like when we started Little League, we met when the kids were like seven, and then obviously in Little League we were kind of coached against each other. But our kids became friends. I have a younger son who's the mm-hmm. same age as Brett's younger son. So we always kind of hung around a little bit. And then, like I said, as we got older, and don't let Brett shortchange it, he he, he wasn't convinced to run it. It was his idea <laughs> to start it, and it was a great idea. We talked about it, knowing that there were some programs out there that were a lot of money, maybe kind of not the atmosphere we were looking for for our kids, mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to get a group of kids that we get to kind of watch grow up as baseball players and as young men. Mm-hmm. And I can talk for Brett on this. It's our greatest accomplishment really is getting to know these kids on a level 100%. besides just baseball. Of yeah. course. So of it's course. our reward. Yeah. 
Of course. Because we try to give it to them. So I do have one question for you, from, just to take back from what you sure. said. Just tell us a little bit about the atmosphere that you do look for that you would be comfortable placing your child in. Um, well, obviously, uh, you'd want it to be a atmosphere where there's competition, mm-hmm. where there's fairness. And, like, above all, we try to go beyond the baseball part of it because, you know, especially in today's day and age where kids, life's moving pretty fast for them. And we try to slow it down and be a mentor to them just as much as a coach. And there's been many times where me and Brett might come to a practice or a game and just go, you know, so-and-so's kind of been out of it the last couple of days. And you know what? Baseball takes a step back from that. And Brett might walk up to him, might walk up to him, put your arm on his shoulder and say, hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. So we try to create a family atmosphere, but we're both very competitive people, oh, yeah. extremely competitive <laughs> people. We, I mean, we start planning on the game. Brett's probably hours before me. He's much more of the behind-the-scenes um I'm the I'm the admin guy. He's the baseball but guy. But not even that. I'm For saying sure. Brett has it's, so much more information than he, he keeps track of kids that we play against. It's ridiculous how much he remembers. Oh, but, wow. But that's basically our, I guess, our goal is yeah. just to make it a competitive family atmosphere for these kids yeah. to play baseball. I, I think Bob really hit it on the head with, you know, where would I want my kid? I'd want him with people that cared about him, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And that is, I can tell you, in every one of our teams, so we're – not unique um, in the fact that it's dad's coaching, right? Um, mm-hmm. No matter what, no matter where you go, whether you go to one of these big programs, ninety nine percent of the time it's dad's coaching. A lot of times, those dads are more invested in their own kids than the other kids. Um, I don't think that there's a coach in our program or a player or parent in our program that would tell you that it's daddy ball, that it's anything other than you know we care about all these kids. Everybody's pulling on the same end of the rope, and that you know that's what we wanted for our kids is that they could come be themselves, work as hard as they wanted to work and, and get better and, and know that they were cared about the whole time. Of course, as a father myself, my, my daughter, she already plays soccer. Gymnastics. Great. She's just getting ready to start T-ball as well too. And for me, I look for something where they're going to teach her stuff beyond sports as well too, you know, right. cause obviously sports are great, everything like that, but I want her to be a student first and then an athlete as well too. And I see that a lot of kids, they get led down the wrong direction early as opposed to they're taught, oh, you just got to focus on sports. Nothing else matters. When you're here, you're here to only focus on sports. But yeah. for, for my child, I want her to know that there's rules to everything as well, too. Absolutely. And if you don't apply yourself out here, you're really not going to apply yourself outside of this as well, too. If you can't yeah. follow instructions from the coaches here, you're not going to be able to be a coachable person in a long run. And that's what I look for when I yeah. sign my daughter up for sports as that's well, great. too. I mean, I, I will tell you, this is, you know, probably a little farther than you wanted to go at the beginning of it. But that is, you know, what we look for. We don't, we've had tryouts in the past, but for the most part, our teams are kind of handpicked by mm-hmm. most of them were little league kids that all played together, had a little league coach, a dad that was a good coach and knew all these kids. And most importantly, it's the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have asked me a lot, you know, how, how do you guys deal with the parents. I said, we don't. Our parents are great. And we know that going in. I can tell you, before we bring a kid onto a team, the first call is to other coaches that they played for. And it's almost inevitably about the parents, Mm -hmm. not about the kid. Kids are great. As long as their parents are telling them, hey, that's your coach, 
go out and do what he has to do, be a team player, and things will work out. And that's you know kind of how it's worked out for us. We we have very little drama in our in our program, and that's the way it should yeah. be. Yes, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. So now we get to talk about the exciting thing. Just tell us a little bit about what the start was like once you started the Kenosha Nationals. So um, it, it was difficult to say the least. If you know um, if you know anything about um, little league and travel baseball, they're completely different um, atmospheres. Uh, little league is played at a much shorter distance, and it's not full baseball. So the first year, um, it, the team that I that we brought on, which is now 17 year 17 U's, uh, they were 13 U's, and we took our licks. We got beat up pretty good. Um, the next year, we grew, got a lot better, played in a league up in Milwaukee, um, actually won the championship, got to play in Miller Park, not the little stadium, the big stadium, and that, that was – I mean, that, that was an experience oh. for us. We were like kids in a candy store. But, what, I mean, watching kids walk out onto a Major League Baseball field and giving your kid the ball to pitch, I mean, that's just – that's stuff that dreams are made of. It's, it was yeah. great. There's no doubt when um, – you, you didn't see kids as wide-eyed as you've ever seen those kids that day. Mm-hmm. And, they, I mean, like I said, when we got there, it was – Honestly, when those things start, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Miller Park, and, oh, you know, hopefully we'll make it. And then we actually ended up making it. And like Brett says, our parents, what we put together that day, we had a huge cookout before. Or was it after? After. after. Yeah. We got to the before and we worked out, and then we had a huge cookout after. And we probably had 150 people, up people there, there just in our group just that cooked out, yeah. let alone all the people that actually came and watched. Yeah. Um, but – as your question, you said earlier, how did it start? We started with one team, and then we progressed to four different yeah. This year we had, yeah. This year oh we my had gosh. three, but we had, have had as many as four in the past. And it is, you know, it's just really a, if we have a comfort level with a group of kids and a parent that's coming out, we're happy to to help them. And I guess you know this might be the opportune time to talk about the way we run things and the way we keep it affordable. We use. Um, you know, I'm not from here. Bob is. Bob's a local um, business owner. Shout out to Mosh Painting. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, one of our one of our sponsors. But one of the things I'm a, in sales, and one of the things that I do is always try to bring value to our customers. So, with the help of a friend, put together a sponsorship deal where we go out and tell people, hey, you know, you can sponsor our team for X amount of dollars. And it helps us keep the cost down. That hat that I brought for you on the back has a logo on it. All of our jerseys have logos on them. Some people call us the NASCAR Nationals. There you go, Titus. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But um, they, you know, the local businesses around here, I, I'm telling you, the I can't speak highly enough about how much Kenosha has supported this effort. Um, from big companies like Uline to, you know, small single-owned companies like Mosh, just everything in between. I know I, we talked earlier about Joya Santarelli, her company, her husband's company. They've all been big supporters of what we're doing, and it helps make it affordable and allow us to do, um, you know, some amazing things we have a pitching coach that used to pitch for the white Sox. You no know? way yeah, he's he used to be the pitching coach at tremper jerry cutzler great guy we have a you know a guy who's a d1 catcher who's our catching coach and you know all these things are only made available because we have such great sponsorship so you know we we do we do a lot bob's a great hitting coach but he doesn't know how to catch and neither do i so <laughs> um so we bring in people to to work with our teams like that and use resources like tremper kusd rents out their facilities at a fairly uh cost effective rate so we're able to use those facilities as well yes sir now for you sir as a kenosha native how good does that make you feel seeing this amount of support that you receive in the community that you grew up in and that you've given time to you know it's excellent that they actually 
stop and look into what you're doing mm -hmm. to support it. You know, it's a lot of times people are like, hey, you want some money to, you know, sponsor this, sponsor that. Um, shout out to Brett. He puts it all together mm -hmm. in a nice way and presents it to these business owners that make you almost, it's almost impossible to say no. You know, we always say it's really hard to say no to a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but it's nice when something that's put together as well as Brett put it together, it's easy to follow something like that and sponsor it. So, you know, it's just as much a testament to him as it is to the businesses in town that support us. But, um, yeah, they've been great. And we've used um, a lot of the facilities in town. We've used Simmons Field. We've yeah. used That's Cartage. the Kingfish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kingfish is another great example. You know, we, we go over there and we do a spring cleanup as a group um, every year. And they reward us by giving us four to five games a year. I mean, that we get to use the PA announcer. We have sponsor nights there. We, we haven't had one since COVID, unfortunately. This mm -hmm. year we'll change that. But, you know, I mean, that that's a huge thrill for those kids that didn't get the opportunity to play at Miller, you you know, you walk out on there, that's a real baseball field, the real course. stadium. That's of a great, course. great experience for those kids. Yeah. So now you as an Illinois guy, how does that make you feel to get the support from the Kenosha community? Yeah. So, even though they probably look at you as a bear uh, fan. Absolutely. Those Wisconsinites, yeah. they do not play about their no, Packers. They, that is true. So I, I grew up, like I said, in Antioch, Illinois, just on the other side of the border. Um, I tell this everybody. I grew up making fun of Wisconsin my entire life. I wouldn't move out of Wisconsin back to Illinois for anything. It's been a great experience for us up here. Um, my kids have, you know, done done really well in the schools that they go to. But um, yeah, it, it's been great. And like I said, I I didn't know a lot of these people. I've met a lot of the business owners through starting the Nationals, and they've just been. I mean, I can't say enough good things about the support that they give us. And I honestly don't think we've ever had somebody sponsor us and never come back year after year. They, oh wow! Yeah, I mean, we we give them. Uh, you know, they get they. We hope to give them their money's worth. We have banners, we have tents with their logos. They get social media um, shout outs from us and and names depending on how much they spend. Names on uniforms or hats, and you know, kids kids walk around town in their nationals jerseys and their nationals hoodies that you know say Wisnova Dental on them, and you know, it's it's good advertising for those of guys. Of course, so. of course. Now I hope this I do hear two different answers from you guys. But what what would you say is the piece of advice that you would give to your players that you want them to instill with them even outside of baseball? Well, I'm going to go first because we'll probably give the same answer. But um, I, I would say don't expect results without putting the work in. That mm -hmm. it, then that goes for life. It goes for school. It goes for baseball. Uh, Bob and I have told these kids since, you know, since we've had them at 11, you're going to have to do work outside of us being with you. We can't be the only training that you do. And trust me, as coaches, we know when you're working and when you're not. And uh, it's taken some a little longer to figure that out, but you, it's fun to see when they rededicate themselves and and put that work in and they show up for our, the start of winter works in January and you're like, oh, somebody's been in the weight room. You know, that's that's good to see. So put the work in. If you're expecting the results, make sure to put the work in beforehand. Of so. course. Yeah, basically exactly that. You don't you don't get rewarded every day for the work you put in. It's it's something that you you expect from yourself to to do the best you can and, and to set your goals. Um and you don't always get rewarded immediately with it, but you should be rewarded daily by it. Just if you're putting in the work and you can be proud of yourself and you're preparing yourself to play a game to um, with your teammates. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what you're looking to do. Um, but you know, as we talked about, as the kids when they came out of little league, you know, they came away from a field that was small to them, and then they're 13, then they're going to a field that's big to them, and the field they couldn't hit the ball, you know. It was just such a difference for them. So it was very hard for them to 
look at it and they always thought, geez, I can't hit this, I can't do that. But every year when they come back, you know, me and Brad are like, geez, you see, see Adam over there? God, he's really gotten big. You know, yeah. look at that kid, he's grew three inches. So it's, it's like having 16 children that you're raising because you've seen them since they've been seven. Mm-hmm. And now they're 17. And, yeah. you know, getting back to the whole daddy ball thing, I don't know if you would know who Brett's child was that was on the team if, he, if his jersey was on the back. Because Brett doesn't treat his son any different than he treats the other 14 or 15 or 16 kids, which is really our goal as coaches that, you know, they're all our kids. Mm-hmm. And you want them all to do well. And you you just support them so much and you want to show them, you know, being older, advanced in our careers, <laughs> you kind of see that, you know, hey, you got to put in late nights, you got to put in long hours to get rewarded, you know, you get a house, you get a car, whatever. You know, these kids are still, you know, they're on their phones, mm-hmm. you know, they're, <laughs> you know, everything's so instantaneous to them yep. that you just got to sometimes put all that stuff down and just get hard work. And as Brett said, all the kids on our team, you can see how much they've grown every year, how much stronger they get, how much closer they get as a group, which makes us happy. You know, they're all, it's a really close-knit group. I mean, that's all I can say. It's really fun to be around them. Of course. Now, would you gentlemen just speak a little bit on the good and the bad when it comes to travel ball? Yeah. um, You know, I think that we run a good program, and I think that um, most of our parents and kids would say the same. Um, there are certain programs, I guess, you you know, talking about what you want to find for your daughter, you just got to know what you're getting getting yourself into. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if your kid is a special talent and he wants to play baseball and baseball only, there's programs out there that'll get him Division One program, Division One scholarships. But their life is and your life is going to be travel baseball mm-hmm. all through high school. Um, so it, there, there's a lot of different goals out there. I think probably um, what Bob and I have talked about, what we see, it is the most disturbing in travel baseball is just the the flat out money grab from a lot of programs again we're different bob and i pay for our kids to play in our program just like everybody else does but because of the sponsorships we keep our costs down we see people paying three thousand four thousand dollars a year for their kid to play baseball and it's somebody's dad that's out there that you know doesn't know how doesn't know much about baseball so i guess you know in general, it's know what you're getting into. Research the programs that you're out there. There's a lot of really, really good programs. Um, I'll, I'll say in town here, if you're not familiar, I, one great guy to get on the program would be the guy that runs Captains now. Um, Nate down at um, Lakefront Dugout, he just started a travel program, played at Bradford. You're almost Nate Potter. and Colas, we went to Bullet yeah. together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. And he is one of the best human beings you'll meet, runs a great program, just getting started. But, you know, he's a guy that you go talk to and you'll figure out out real quick that he's he's invested in it he cares about it i literally so. have goosebumps once you yeah. brought his name up because he's such a great guy yeah, he's he been is. like that yep. since middle school seriously his, his yeah. dad and and nate have both been big supporters of our program yep. and helped our we kids. train there in the winter too oh so. wow yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. We train there in the winter and they've taken special interest in our team and they're excited to see him and every year they're always like oh look you know they they see the kids getting bigger too and um They've been great to work with. Yeah, a nice facility for the kids, and you know, every kid loves to see a major leaguer. Of so, course, of course. You know, Nate kids look at him. Big, so they're all like, you know, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, of course. As we get ready to close out this amazing episode, is there anything that you guys want to say to anyone that might be listening? Maybe a and quote, maybe a shout out, or anything of that nature. 
Um, I guess your question before was, what, what do I like and dislike? I oh, did, I'm so I, sorry. No, that's no, no I'm just kidding. What I dislike is I dislike that it's coming to an end. That's yeah. the only thing I dislike about it, that it's coming to an end. Um, with our team. With our team. You yeah. know, as the kids get older. Um, what I like about it is everything. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, I have an energy for it that I enjoy it, and I try to push it on to all the kids. And I work out and stay in shape because I have to throw baseballs to these kids nonstop. <laughs> so I got to throw 3,000 pitches a week. So yeah. it's... It's just um, it's bittersweet mm. to say to say the least. But I, I guess um, if I'm going to give a shout out, obviously our sponsors, huge um, thanks to everybody. There literally is too many of them for me to name. Um, my wife, who is not a not a, a sports person, she's grown to love it because of our kids' involvement. She deals with me talking on the phone nonstop and just. It, you know, baseball 24-7 in our house, and then, uh, you know, both my kids, one of which is not a baseball player. He's a golfer, um, and my oldest son, you know, it's it's hard to sit, like you said, it's hard to see him go. You mm-hmm. know, it'll be hard to see him go. It's hard to have your dad as a coach. I grew up with my dad as a coach. I know it's not easy, so... Yeah. And, and I guess finally, the other coaches in our program, Courtney Gotts, Sean Dolan, Joshua Losey, all those guys are. Our Andy. Yeah, Andy Briggs. We've got a phenomenal coaching staff, again, of people that are really good baseball coaches. Sean Dolan was the coach at Bradford, head coach at Bradford for a while. Great baseball coaches, better people, and that's that's really what matters. And that's what you need yeah. around to be successful. Yep. yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we've just wrapped up an amazing episode with two of the founders of Kenosha Nationals. Thank you guys for having some time. Thank you very Thanks. much. You calling, know you listening, tune in every week. Lifeline. Oh, yeah, I'm going lifeline.